0: This is Frank Affney with a word about a truly great American patriot in urgent need. Rich Higgins served in the U.S. Army and as a key civilian Pentagon official and senior strategist on President Trump's National Security Council. After he left the NSC, Rich continued advising Mr. Trump and others about the threats we are facing from enemies, foreign and domestic. He chronicled his experiences over the past 20 years fighting for America First in a terrific memoir entitled The Memo. Now this courageous freedom fighter is gravely ill due to severe complications caused by the Chinese Communist Party virus. He urgently needs help to defray the enormous costs of successive surgeries and a prospective organ transplant. I urge you to join me in contributing to a GoFundMe campaign named Medical Help. For Rich Higgins. That's Medical Help for Rich Higgins at GoFundMe.com. God bless you, and Rich Higgins.
1: Now more with Frank Gaffney.
0: Welcome back, and a special welcome to our next guest, who is one of the most interesting um, and I think insightful people I have ever met. In particular, I'm very very excited to have a chance to talk with him about some of the research that he has been doing lately and revelations about that research. Um, part of it informed by and in collaboration with Dr. Mengyan, who I'm hoping we're going to have on this program soon, um, to talk a bit about her insights into the same subject, namely the Chinese Communist Party's biological warfare program, what we've learned about it and what it might have in store for us if we're uh, not careful. Um, his name is Dr. Lawrence Sullen. He is a retired colonel in the United States Army Reserves, in which he served for some 29 years with great distinction, including combat tours in Afghanistan and Iraq. He also has a very distinguished pedigree as an international businessman and medical researcher. You can follow him, as I do, at Gab at Lawrence Sellen. That's S E L L I N. Lawrence, it is so good to have you with us. Uh, It's been too long, and I really appreciate you taking some time to catch up with us today.
1: Uh, Thank you very much, Frank.
0: Let's start with sort of a very big picture, if we can, Lawrence. Um, We will talk about the COVID 19, or as I think of it, the Chinese Communist Party virus, um, in more detail in a moment. But one of the few uh, I think valuable aspects of the horrific experience we and the rest of the world have had with this disease and the pandemic that it precipitated is it's shed light on what was heretofore largely, it seems, ignored, if noted at all, about the Chinese capabilities to engage in and plans for that matter, to engage in biological warfare. They are parties to something called the Biological Weapons Convention, and they're not supposed to have a biological weapons program as a result. What is the truth of what we now know is the nature of and capacity of this program in communist China today Lawrence so.
1: Well you're certainly right Frank about it, it really stimulated me in terms of uh, looking uh, into this more carefully and uh, you know based on my research the, the China's biological warfare program is is actually massive uh, one thing they decided to do was to fuse both uh, military and civilian research so uh, in China there's really no difference between the two and the structure of uh, china 's biological warfare program is is equally broad and deep uh, It actually operates at three levels. The first level is a core secret uh, military level which comprises uh, military research centers and military hospitals. The second level is uh, all of china 's research centers quote civil- civilian research centers and their universities and it 's through this second level that uh the chinese uh biological warfare program taps into n- international expertise knowledge skills and and actually funding so a lot of the activities in the united states uh in, in terms of virus research for example is is being done by chinese uh scientists these are c c p scientists or p l a scientists That's who have people's uh, Liberation Army in the united states exactly uh so it's the chinese military that initially started moving people scientists from china in the 1990s to the, to the united states and in a process i call scientific chain migration they have uh colonized or Populated uh, just about every aspect of U.S. Uh, medical research, and these either they stay in the United States, and some of them become citizens and continue to do research with their colleagues, including the PLA uh, in China, or they return with the knowledge and skills they attained in the United States and work within uh, the Chinese uh, military bio warfare program.
0: Now, let me ask you, Lawrence Sullivan. There was recently. Uh, an announcement out of the Biden administration that it was going to drop the prosecution on espionage charges of five researchers from China. Um, Were they part of the cadre that you're talking about, or uh, at least emblematic of the kind of penetration of our research institutions and The academy here, uh, and uh, you know, labs of various kinds.
1: Yes, that's precisely what is happening. Uh, They were uh, arrested because they had lied uh, about their background uh, when they entered the United States. They hid the fact that um, that they were uh, People's Liberation Army scientists, and and this is very common and not caught very often. Uh, There are literally hundreds of these types of people who have come to the United States. And and some of them had stayed in the United States who have military backgrounds, and others have gone back to China and, as I said earlier, gaining the knowledge and skills uh, that they obtained here and applying it back to the People's Liberation Army bio-warfare program. So this is this is very common and very seldom miscaught.
0: And and, and insane, actually. <laughs> I mean, Lawrence, you have a background in, in the national security business uh, as well as in medical research so you have a, a particularly keen appreciation for what this entails in terms of giving our most dangerous adversary by far the well keys to the kingdom in a sense uh, not just that we're funding their research in Wuhan giving viruses the enhanced capabilities to serve as biological warfare agents but they're gaining access to all kinds of technologies and research insights and uh, and and presumably breakthroughs that could as you say be dual use in character have a military application that could be used to ultimately kill Americans no
1: yes you know in fact we're paying for our own demise a lot of the scientists uh, chinese scientists uh, in the united states now are being fund uh, have obtained US funding and are still working with uh Chinese Communist Party scientists or People's Liberation Army scientists. You know, as we speak. Let me give you one example. It is uh, uh, an individual called uh, Pei Yong Shi, who is a professor at the University of Texas medical branch in Galveston. He was trained uh in Nanjing, uh China, came to the United States and uh has continued for many many years uh working with uh not only the Wuhan Institute of Virology but working directly with a People's Liberation Army scientist now he's working on a a, a virus called a Zika virus, which is known to affect the central nervous system of the brain. Uh, and also pregnant women and their fetuses. And is a much more dangerous virus than, than coronavirus. And he just last year was involved in gain-of-function research on Zika viruses uh, with scientists in China and has extensive connections with uh, many of the key individuals uh, within uh, China's biological warfare program. And this individual has been funded over the years by Anthony Fauci, uh, from the National Institutes of Health and continues to this day. And there are many other examples like that.
0: This is madness. It really is. Um, and Lawrence, I want to commend to our audience um, several really important pieces that you've done on various aspects of um, our topic today at gatewaypundit.com. It's a terrific resource. And um, and your articles there, as well as you know what you've been doing in recent months, um, uh, and, and Steve Bannon's War Room and elsewhere is is just incalculably important, and I can't thank you enough for it. Um, you know, Lawrence, uh, we've been talking with a number of our guests about um, the problem, uh, the seeming utter absence, really, of counterintelligence in our military and in our intelligence community and in our you know, government at the moment. Um, We've discussed on a number of programs with guests. uh, For example, Eric Swalwell's um, continued service as a member of the House Intelligence Committee with access to all kinds of um, information, notably as chairman of its Intelligence Modernization and Readiness Subcommittee, for heaven's sakes. But even more dangerous than that, by far, I would argue, is this idea that, um, as you've described it. We have actual scientists from the Chinese military involved with their biological weapons program, exploiting our research, uh, our defenses, our our own capabilities against uh, biological weapons. And in a sense, especially, let's just talk a little bit more about the COVID experience, especially against the backdrop of what was Whether it was an intentional release, as I think uh, uh, Dr. Yan believes, or whether it was uh, an accident, it was indisputably exploited by the Chinese Communist Party um, as a kind of proof of concept of what they could do with biological attacks against this country. Was it not?
1: Uh, y- yes, indeed. I-, I think a lot of people think about biological weapons as something that, you know, kills most people. But they're also the a type of biological weapons which uh, COVID-19 represents, which uh, is is intended to uh, be very contagious and, and but not uh, necessarily highly lethal, and and this is what one could describe as a debilitating or destabilizing type of biological weapon. The other aspect of COVID nineteen is that was it was designed uh, to look like it came from nature. So they they intentionally put in plausible de- deniability into into the weapon like that. So this is all intentional, and there is evidence both. Uh, for a, a release from the laboratory, but also an intentional release. And we're looking into this uh, aspect of intentional release at the moment.
0: And But, but speak to this issue about counterintelligence and, uh, and, and kind of the, the other side of that coin, which is the degree to which Anthony Fauci personally is implicated in enabling uh, much of this, as you've uh, indicated, not just in Wuhan, but here in the United States as well?
1: Well, there's a real problem with uh, in, intelligence in, in this uh, regard. Uh, medical intelligence is has been completely neglected. And, and this is why we know so little about China's biological warfare program, especially having trusted people who speak Chinese and can go into the, uh, the Chinese literature, as I have done with one trusted colleague who is a Chinese speaker. But the the problem in the United States, I mean, intelligence is certainly, or the lack thereof, is certainly a problem. But it's it is not just an aspect that China has infiltrated from the scientific standpoint. We also have observed that they they are organized and and actually working with the Chinese Communist Party in terms of propaganda in the United States. So they they get on these. Uh, online chat forums and discuss how they can support China's propaganda program within the United States, and we have documented evidence of that.
0: Um, is there any indication as a result of your research, as a result of your essays at Gateway Pundit or Li yang's um, uh, um revelations, that we're making a more concerted effort to root these people out, to shut down these sorts of uh, sources of support for this uh, terrifyingly hostile biological weapons program, Lawrence Ellen.
1: Well, I haven't seen any evidence that uh, the United States government has taken any steps to stop this scientific chain migration, and the cooperation between Chinese scientists in the United States and and with the People's Liberation Army. So that's one aspect. The other aspect I haven't seen a lot of information coming out in terms detailed information in terms of how the Chinese uh, biowarfare program operates. So that's another uh, aspect that's been neglected. Now I know Dr. Li Yang has had uh, discussions in the past two weeks with members of Congress, uh, in particular the Freedom Caucus, which seems to want to do something about it. But the other establishment Republicans who have heard her speak uh, don't seem to be moving very quickly at all to address any of these problems.
0: We spoke with the uh, one of the members of that uh, caucus, Mo Brooks, the other day, and he was very powerfully affected by what he heard. And I think is very set on trying to do something about it. It remains to be seen whether that could be done from his role as a member of the minority in the House of representatives or not but uh, but certainly everything that can be done by you and by uh, Dr. Jan and by the caucus and others of us to raise awareness about this threat is uh, urgently needed, especially Lawrence and I wanted to really turn to this in some detail if we can. Gordon Chang on this program and elsewhere has talked about, I think, four different open source citations that he has come up with out of the Chinese medical research literature. Some of it the military, some of it uh, uh, other government publications that speak to the intent of the Chinese Communist Party to use this gain-of-function technology and other bioengineering techniques to create classes of biological agents that could be used to destroy certain populations, certain ethnicities perhaps, or other demographics. Um, what do we know about that? Do you, do you concur that that is part and parcel of what the Chinese are up to? And is there any doubt in your mind that as a as a serious professional in this space i mean among other things you worked at fort detrick during your time in the army uh, our center of uh, military biodefense research in fact the chinese communist party claimed that uh, that's where the covid virus emanates from and 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 your association with all this is in, indicated as uh, as proof of it i think in various uh, propaganda outlets but but speak to what the chinese ultimately have in mind here and whether it's another example of their malevolent design to destroy this country and its people.
1: Well, Gordon Chang is absolutely right. Uh, in fact, what he's describing is in, in uh, Chinese military doctrine. I mean, they spell it out. They call them uh, genetic weapons. Uh, now, there's, there's not a lot of information coming out uh, uh, from the core secret program in China about these uh, genetic weapons, but they've certainly published uh, vaccine research that is meant to protect only Chinese people, in particular Han Chinese people. So these programs in biological warfare in China are are always connected uh, with a a pathogen, development of a new pathogen, but simultaneously developing a vaccine Yes, you can conclude based on based on the evidence that is the evidence within Chinese military doctrine that they intend to develop genetic weapons and their dual program of developing uh, new pathogens and vaccines at the same time, and they published information about vaccines that only protect Chinese people, you can conclude that they intend to produce these kinds of genetic weapons against particular populations.
0: Uh, you know, further evidence of this, and I, I don't know if you've studied it or even been exposed to it, Lawrence Sullen, but um, one of our... A frequent guest, Jeff Nyquist, brought it to my attention. A a speech by uh, the then defense minister of China, a general by the name of Qi Haotian, that said to a closed session of some party cadres, I understand it, uh, that back when Deng Xiaoping, the then general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party in the early 1990s, set up this biological weapons program, it was with the express purpose of wiping out the population of the United States so that this country could be colonized by the excess population of China. Um, have you come across? evidence of this, and and, uh, whether you have or you haven't, uh, given what you know, given what you've been studying, given what you've just said about, you know, dot connecting, would this surprise you if that were the purpose of this program?
1: Not at all. If you look at the research that they're doing, it's also uh, pointing in that direction. For example, uh, they are studying uh, how mosquitoes carry uh, a particular type of Zika virus that is found only in, in North America. Uh, so they're they're focusing uh, not just on on you know Asian zika virus, but in particular. Uh, how the Zika virus uh, uh, operates within uh, the mosquito population in in the United States. Uh, They are also doing detailed studies of how influenza virus uh, spreads in the United States. There was just an article that came out recently about that. So they're actually doing detailed studies on how diseases uh, are, are spread in the United States, how diseases infect people in the United States, either directly or through uh, insect uh, vectors.
0: So just to recap, Lawrence Sullen, what you've described here is an adversary of this country whose stated purpose is to dominate the world, and who clearly regards us as an impediment to realizing that, and who has, as a result, in various ways, made clear its intent to take us out, perhaps in this context, physically and literally, by the many millions. And we have a government of the United States that is not only failing to regard this as a mortal peril, but is enabling it on an ongoing basis, notably with these Chinese People's Liberation Army scientists inside our wire here in the United States, doing research that will advance their ability to attack us with great lethality using biological weapons that they're not allowed to have under their own treaty obligations this This seems to be an example of not only the the extreme um, Criminal and horrific character of the Chinese Communist Party, but also of a truly um, inept at best and malfeasant U.S. government at worst, including, I'm sorry to say, the the entities of our government, uh, our Homeland Security folks, our uh, our FBI, our intelligence. Agencies, our Department of Justice, that are supposed to be protecting us against, at the very minimum, you know, things happening in our own country that are advancing uh, such perils. A- have I about got that right? And and how could this possibly persist?
1: Well, I it's because the political elites in the united states don't see the united states as a as a country they see it as a land and people to exploit uh, and you know this common word is is globalist and they see the best way of attaining this kind of globalist ideal that they're seeking is is through a government that is like china that is you know state capitalism and totalitarianism and this is the best way to exploit both the land and people. So we have a a political class, which is now in power in the United States, that doesn't see the United States as a country. And then you have uh, the executive branch, including the military and the intelligence agencies that are simply following along. So, uh, you know, until that changes, uh, I think we're headed into, uh, you know, really uh, rough waters.
0: Well, that's a really chilling indictment. And I, and I gather that you agree that I've reasonably accurately characterized what's going on at the hands of these globalists and, and the Chinese Communist Party, most obviously. But um, I guess, Lawrence Sellin, it, it remains to be said, uh, the globalists are not going to fare very well under a government like that of China. I think it's fair to say they will be um, in the gulag or exterminated uh, along with the rest of us. Uh, they may have a different end state in mind, obviously, but um, I don't think it's going to work out well for any of us, uh, needless to say, and it behooves us, and this is why your research, your writing, your you know appearances in media like this program, to which I hope you will return soon, is so vitally important. And again, I commend to everyone um, Lawrence Sellen's series of really pathbreaking articles at gatewaypundit.com. And uh, of course, uh, monitor everything he does at uh, Lawrence Sellen at Gab. Uh, in the meantime, I want to just say thank you for your visit with us today, Lawrence, and for the chance to explore some of these things. Um, it's clearly an unfolding story. You're Your own research and the help you're getting from uh, Chinese nationals like Dr. Yan um, and uh, others is, is just incalculably important. So I know you'll keep it up, and I do hope we'll kind of have a chance to visit with you again soon. I hope we'll have a chance to talk to the rest of you again tomorrow, same time, same station. Until then, this is Frank Gaffney. Thanks for listening.
1: You've been listening to Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney.